see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. What's going down? Welcome back to the Fuck This Shit Podcast. You already know what it is. This is your boy Dre back again. As always, we start the podcast the same way. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker, man. I'm always glad to be here with you. I know I told y'all during the holiday season we was going to get kind of some random episodes, but I promised you I would give you some shit. They'll be full episodes. It just wouldn't be kind of a part of the new season. And that's what this is. You feel what I'm saying? Uh... I made a final decision on what I was what I was telling y'all. Um, all social media, anything that you all real content directly from the podcast is going to be put on fan base. So if you don't already have fan base downloaded, you need to go ahead and download that. Most of it will be free. The paid content is going to move to that platform and everything. I've just decided I only have the bandwidth to deal with one real social media platform. So I'm going to put it all in one space. I'm going to do it all from one space. That way y'all can actually get what the fuck I tell you you's going to get. Every time I tell you, you're going to get it. You feel what I'm saying? That's the the main thing for season four is that all promises will be fulfilled in a timely manner. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, make sure you go ahead and get that. Um, the video from this podcast will be the first thing I put on fan base. Uh, the main reason we moving over there too. The other reason why is because your boy is, I'm, I'm starting my certification process to start teaching this shit. I'm about to be, doing that i'm about to be in a different career field and i don't need these niggas trying to find out who they teacher is so they can come be like oh listen to what he said about white people he says nigga all the time blah 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 they ain't even gonna be listening to the content they don't want to know the content of my soul my character they's gonna judge me off of a few little clips where i may have said a few incendiary things once or twice you know what i'm saying and then they're gonna try and get me fired fired but, you know, so we got to get that all out the way. And anything that has my face on it will eventually be behind a paywall. So full episodes of the podcast, full video episodes of the podcast, that'll be behind the paywall. But on the same app, it'll all still be on fan base. So pull up. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with me. I'm going to use it literally for everything. I'll be taking pictures of shit I'm cooking. I don't, I don't, I can't do cooking videos, y'all. I, I don't know how to do them. If, if I get enough time and can figure it out, whatever, whatever, but I'm going to start posting shit, I'll be cooking. Maybe like my ingredients, where before I put, before I cook something, maybe I'll take a picture of all the ingredients I'll put out and then a picture of a plate. And if y'all want to know how to cook it, you can hit me up and I'll tell you. Because some of y'all be like, damn, nigga, how you make that? Damn, how you make that? I'll tell you, it's nothing. I'll invite you into that part of my life because I love you and I want you to be a part of me. You know what I'm saying? So the podcast is going to have a bunch of shit like that. A little shit like when I went to the museum in future times, pictures from the museum would be up on the on the podcast. All that kind of shit. What I'm doing in real time, just without my face on it, is going to be on the free part. So just follow that just so you can kind of see what I'm on and kind of, kind of fuck with me. Give me insight on where you think I should go when you see me in different areas or you see me trying different things. You know what I'm saying? Put me on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's it as far as news for the podcast. Um, in my real life, 
Yo, I got a conundrum, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. And I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna put this on the podcast because some people who I work with listen to the podcast here and there. You know what I'm saying? And this whole thing centers around something that happened at my job. But I just really need to talk this out, y'all, because I need to know if I'm a piece of shit or not. Because, all right, let me just tell y'all something about me. I be talking about people, bro. Like everybody. Like I be making fun of everybody for everything. And depending on your, my, how close we are and your sensitivity level will depend on how much of that I say directly to you. Because I got to get these jokes off, y'all. If you got a gummy ass smile, I'm going to call you Gumby. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going I'm to say something about whatever. If you got this going on, whatever. I'm going I'm to say whatever your thing is. I'm going to make the jokes about it. And if, if we're cool, then I will make those jokes with you. If we're not cool, then I won't. And I just don't feel like in my soul that that is the same as like talking behind somebody's back because it's like, it's just a joke. You know what I'm saying? Like with someone who I love, like a best friend, I would tell this same joke about them. So for you, a stranger, it's not mean. I don't want people to look at you different because I'm like, damn, that's funny. Look at how that nigga walk. Like, it's just something to laugh about real quick because nigga, life is hard and I like to laugh. And also when you combine that with the fact that I'm just a really direct person and I really do call things for what they are. And so, you know what I'm saying? If you work with me and you a lazy motherfucker and somebody's like, dang, I don't know why such and such can't get this together. I don't know why they can't do this or whatever. I'm gonna be like, because they fucking lazy. You don't see how they work? And am I going to walk up to you and be like, you're fucking lazy? No, I'm not. Because what is that going to do? Who's going to benefit from that? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I really, y'all, I'm really having an issue right now because I need to know if I'm a raggedy ass person. And I'm going to go ahead and just let y'all know roundabout story. What happened was we work with somebody who got this little addiction issue and I call him a crackhead. All the time. Not even going to lie. Not going to say I call him a crackhead once or twice. I call him a crackhead like I call this fat nigga we work with fat. He fat. We all call him fat. We be like, you a fat fuck. You fat. You fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we be talking about the other nigga be like, he a crackhead. Like, what's wrong with him? Because he a crackhead. Like, that. people will say stuff to me like, why is he acting like that? And I'd be like, nigga, because he a crackhead. But it's like, at this point, you're you're asking me because you know what I'm going to say. But it's like, we all know, like, he knows, like, you be in here high and shit, nigga. Like, I mean, it is what it is to be motherfuckers in here drunk. If you ask me why they doing shit, I'd be like, because he's alcohol. I used to work with a nigga who's going to work drunk as fuck all the time, nigga. And they'll be like, where is that nigga at? And if I didn't feel like I was talking to somebody who's going to run a snitch on a nigga, I'd be like, nigga, I don't know where that nigga at, bro. Probably in his car. Because that's probably where he was in his car drinking because he drank at the job because he a drunk. Like, it'd be like that. But he my nigga, though. He my dog. I cut for homie. Like, we get drunk. I just call it for what it is. It's just my personality. I don't mean nothing body shit or whatever. But one key part of what I be doing is I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings or cause nobody to feel no kind of way or nothing like that or whatever. Like, I never walk to no manager and be like, I think you need to watch out for him because I think that he's under the influence of drugs while he's at work. Because I don't want that nigga to get fired, bro. He got a kid and, like, a life that he needs to support or whatever. And 
like most crackheads, I don't think that he wakes up every day wanting to get high, bro. Like he probably trying to get clean and got all this other stuff going on. But as the fixture that he is in my life, as just a coworker, he just be coming to my work doing crackhead shit sometimes. So it's like, I'm going to be like, whatever, right? Why are we talking about this? Somebody going to go tell the motherfucker, oh, Dre said that you a crackhead, or da, 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 all this other shit or whatever. And now here's where the real question lies for y'all. Because for me, I don't know if I'm biased because it's me, but I feel like the other motherfucker really the one who was kind of out of pocket because why would you go tell that man that? This man's just walking around work all willy-nilly, enjoying his life, loving work. And now he got to worry about is people up here calling me a crackhead. Like, bro, you are a crackhead. Yes, there's going to be people up here calling you a crackhead. Yeah, I was absolutely one of them. It ain't even like, that ain't even the point. I ain't even trying to absolve myself for what I said or nothing like that or whatever. It's just like, did you feel like he was going to trust me with some like, grandpa did you think that like he told me that in like a, a personal moment of confidence he confided in me that he struggles with addiction now i'm out here calling him a crackhead bro he be doing he's he be doing shit in front of all of us we know what it is we already know what it is so you over here like just uh you what you thought you were trying to save this man so now he walking around work he and, and this is the reason why I, i'm telling y'all bro if homie would have like charged me up or something like that, I would have just charged the backup because it's like, whatever, nigga, you a motherfucking crackhead. That's all I would have done. But he did. He came to me with his fucking feelings hurt like I knew he would because, bro, he's a really good dude. Like, ain't nothing wrong with him. He just, he just, you know, he got a little problem. That's all. He good people, though. So his feelings is all hurt now because he feeling all the way. And he all conflicted because he really fucking likes me because fucking newsflash, most people do, bruh. Like, he he don't even want to be beefed out with me, so now he trying to make excuses for what he done heard about me. This motherfucker done came to me later on talking about, I mean, it ain't like what you said was wrong. Da-da-da-da. Like, he all not even mad. Like, he just like, it's just, it's just a whole shit show. Now I'm feeling all bad because this nigga who I really don't have any issues with is walking around his job feeling a way about how everybody feel about him when we could have all just got the little laugh off and went on about our day. That's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. I'm not even going to cap. That's actually where I'm at with it. Y'all, I would love for y'all to tell me that I'm, I'm fucked up. If I am, y'all let me know. And just to be clear, I came to homie after he came to me, told that nigga, I apologized to him. He was not even trying to allow me to apologize which is wild to me. I apologized to him. He was like, you don't got nothing to apologize about that. I said, no, bro. I said, uh, because I don't even know exactly what they said I said or who said or nothing like that. Because I asked him, I was like, who told you what I said? I said, what did I say? And he was like, no, man, I just didn't expect you to say nothing bad about me. Da, 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 whatever, whatever. He didn't want to tell me because he didn't really want to have the conversation with me because he don't even want to do go there type shit. So when I'm trying to apologize, he's like, no, man, it's cool, man. Like, you don't have nothing to apologize about. And I'm like, nah, bro. You heard something. It made you feel a way. You came directly with to me about how you felt about it. I respect that in a person, which I do, by the way, because most of you niggas is bitches. And you would never. Because whoever went and told that nigga was he, he, ha, ha, and when I said the shit. And then went and told him, like, oh, let me get you back. But it's all good. I ain't even tripping. Not even a little bit. 
Because me and him still cool. That's the crazy thing. Anyway, anyway, because I do respect that, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I gave him an apology. was like, hey, bro, anything I said made you feel any way at the place you work, anything like that or whatever. It doesn't even matter whether it's true or not. Like, none of that even matters or whatever. Like, I respect how you came to me. I apologize for that, whatever, whatever. He's like, you know, man, no, it's all love, man. I love you, bro. Like, da-da-da-da. Like, literally, on some I love you, bro, shit. Like, because he's good-ass people. Because, and honestly... At its root, because I think that he be around me enough and me and him be clowning, talking about other people enough that it probably didn't surprise him that I said the shit. He probably wasn't like, oh, I can't believe Dre said that when he really thought about it. He was like, because because it's funny because something he said stuck out. He was like, the thing is that the person just says you was like ranting about it. And I was like, that's not something I would do. And he was like, I know. He was like, the fact that you would say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't crazy. But then I'm like, yeah, because I wasn't. And it kind of make me think that I know I'm fleshing all this out with y'all right now. It kind of make me think that I know the instance that it was because I said it. But then I said it around somebody young, like somebody kind of young that we work with that wasn't like kind of our age. And I wasn't ranting about it. What I was actually doing was humanizing this nigga because it was like, what? And I was like, look literally what I was, I was like, look, I was like, no cap. I was like, he probably do got a little addiction problem or something like that or whatever. I was like, and when they be like that, that's why he be like that. Sometimes his emotions be up and down sometime or whatever. He, he come in here, he work real hard some days, some days he real irritable, like that all ties into that or whatever. But at the end of the day, he real good people because that is my genuine assessment of him top to bottom. It really is. You feel what I'm saying? And they're going to go making him feel all bad at his job. Y'all got to let me know. That was that was my real nigga story time. And I couldn't, I ain't put the song on it because maybe I'm not even a real nigga for it. That is who I am, though, bro. I ain't even gonna cap. I ain't even gonna cap, bro. I'm getting the jokes off, but I'm not, I'm also it's crazy because when you're not a sensitive person, it's hard for you to be overwhelmingly sensitive to other people. But I am in my own way. I don't just walk up to people being like, ha ha, telling you the jokes that you could say to me. You know what I'm saying? When I pick up a little bit of weight, you can call me fat. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to go home and cry about the fact you call me fat. Nigga, I am fat right now. I need to get that together. You're going to be like, oh, how you how you, how you, you skinny and fat at the same time? Oh, lank ass, big foot ass boy. I don't care. Nigga, I'm going to get back on your ass. Because that's how, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's cultural. Maybe it's how we grew up or whatever. But to me, hmm, I had to get that off, y'all. That, I, I I was super debating whether I was even going to talk about this on the podcast, but I had to because either I'm wrong or I'm not. And if I'm wrong, then a nigga really need to do a little bit more reflecting. Like, damn, bro, was you out of pocket? But I don't really think I am. I'm not going to lie. At the end of the day, we're all grown and it's whatever. I ain't tell your boss or no shit like that. And I definitely just, hmm. I don't just went around telling everybody at the job, you smoke crack. Like, I don't even think he actually smokes crack. That's part of the joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers is whack. Anyway, we're going to go to a little break and then we're going to do what we really do on the podcast, y'all. So, we back. I have been gone so long that so much shit has went down. Um, I have to make note of one, one quick thing before I really get into this, because I don't have any articles put aside for it. I'm not going to go in depth on any one of them, uh, individually or anything like that. Uh, 
my nigga, it is crazy the fact that the the motherfucker shooting up a public space news <clears throat> is not big enough news to me anymore. And I don't mean as in like I don't feel like it's big enough news. I'm like, it it literally happens so much that it'll still be something else on the news that's trending higher than that. A motherfucker will shoot up a whole nightclub full of gay people and they'll be like, did you hear what Herschel Walker said about werewolves and vampires? And I don't, don't, I'm not even blaming the news or anything for not covering it more or anything because just by nature of how things are, when something becomes so repetitive, people just don't engage in the same way. And it may not even be that they're not covering. It may just be me not engaging in the same way. Maybe me noting that it occurred, like, damn, this person got this person shot up this Walmart here that they used to work at. This person shot up this gay nightclub here. This person shot up a school bus full of college kids. This person shot up blah blah blah. And it's just like over and over and over and over again over the past fucking like three weeks, four weeks. It's really, really, really ridiculous to me. I will state this just to be stating it because one thing I'll be honest with. I find most valuable on some of the podcasts that I listen to is that they outright state their opinions on things. And I don't always take that. And now it's just my full on opinion, but I take pieces of that and it helps me kind of fine tune what I believe could possibly be a solution for things and kind of uh, develop what I identify with or what I believe in platforms and ideologies that I support. Right. Um, When it comes to guns, I am huge on licensing over any of the other things. Um, I just think that you should have to hold a license to to have a firearm. I think that to attain that license, you should have to go through some kind of, uh, yeah, I already make you do a criminal background check. I think what should be more important is like a mental evaluation to like ensure that you are, you know, emotionally stable enough to to carry a firearm and i say that knowing that any standardized testing that you produce in america is typically going to favor white people and it's gonna it's gonna like not accurately account for black people's uh, aptitude in the same category right so what i mean by that is if i say that there should be a standard mental health test i know that there's gonna be black people who not crazy who get called crazy because of different social things that make that like literacy education as a whole actual cultural understanding of the material all those things that i mean it's just it's inadvertent and not just black people but all ethnic groups or whatever but at the end of the day bro you I just feel like something has to be done and being able to acknowledge that it'll be difficult and there are things and challenges that will arise shouldn't stop you from making action in that in that area. There's just no way that we just keep having places where anybody who wants a gun can go get one. And I get that criminals will get guns anyway and blah, 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 blah. But it's just, I'm never going to hear the argument of, people will break the law so law shouldn't exist because they should still exist. At the end of the day, you have to, if if there's going to be a governing body, what is the fucking point if they're not even going to say you shouldn't do this? Like, what's the point if they're going to be like, well, I mean, just don't shoot them. I hope you, once it gets to shooting, that's when we'll take a step in. Like, we need to have some kind of infrastructure that 
takes action on that earlier. And I just believe that that should be in who has guns. I think that in being a licensed gun owner, you should have to be willing to keep inventory of your weapons. That should be normal. If you lose guns or something happens, there should be a process for you to be able to report that. And if you keep losing your guns, then you shouldn't be able to have them anymore because you clearly aren't a responsible gun owner because at the end of the day, we do not treat guns like, we don't treat guns as though they're dangerous. If like people who, in my opinion, people who support guns want to treat them like they're harmless, but they're not. So it's just, there's a middle ground. They are useful. They are tools. They are fun. All of that shit or whatever. But they're also super fucking dangerous. So if you have them, you should be willing to go through a little bit to have it. You should go through a small amount of training to have it. You shouldn't be able to buy a gun that you don't even know how to shoot. That's dangerous. And not even on a level of, if you if you advocate for guns, if you just think on a level of human safety, period, if you can purchase a gun you don't know how to use, what's the chances you can hurt yourself with it on accident or hurt someone with it on accident? Not even go out and try and harm a large group of people, but genuinely just accidentally hurt yourself because you don't really know what the fuck you're doing with it. So anyway, that's my whole thing on that, man. I, I can't go deep into the hate crime aspect of that shooting at that gay club on transgender awareness day or whatever, because it's, I don't even know what else there is to, to be said about it. What, what else is there to be said about it? Except that it is constantly reinforced by so many different angles and that's why i will say this that's why from a from a black perspective because this is i'm not saying it doesn't exist in other communities but this is where i see it a lot in our community where it has bled over to us that gay agenda to turn our kids gay shit i'm not fucking with that bro i'm not hearing that i'm not listening to none of that i'm not supporting none of that i'm not hearing it even for a moment and I know the whole shit went down with the Balenciaga shit, which is crazy to me. And and to be honest with y'all, I just, I meant to do something about that on this episode of the podcast, but I still haven't had enough time to sit down and really look at that whole situation because I know it's gotta be, I, I, I'm not saying there's an, I'm not even saying there's a reason for it, but if there's not a reason for it, if there's not an, explanation i guess if you want to say in air quotes for it the story behind it like it's deep like how whatever however it gets this deep that you got kids holding up bondage bears and then other pictures of documents from child pornography cases and like weird shit like that on a mainstream for a major company like balenciaga i'm just like mind blown and i don't want to it's easy to infer. It's easy to guess. It's easy to be like, I bet this is what happened. And I think that's how you get into that conspiratorial realm really quickly. Um, so instead of doing that with y'all, I'm going to wait until I have time to really look into it, dig into it, and see if I can find something else about it. And if I can't, and it's just shadows and darkness, then we get to make up our own story. That's my rule on conspiracies. If you try and try and try and try and try and try and try to find information and all you find is the shadows and darkness, you get to make it up. And that's fine. 
But that's why coronavirus didn't start by 5G, because if you try just a little bit, you can get all the answers you want. That's why a lot of these things that they think are government conspiracies aren't, because if you just try, you can get all the answers you want. But if you don't do the try, 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 and it gets to the darkness, then we can't make up stories together. But anyway, um, somehow that got off track, and we was talking about them guns and shit. whole point is you got to have license against the shit. That's, all, that's my only belief in it. Um, because the first story that we got to talk about is some shit that is annoying to have to talk about, to be honest. And it is, it's one of them stories that I swear to God, if they try and paint this as social media saves a life or gets justice or some shit like that, like, no, this was multiple authorities not giving a fuck about what happened to a black woman because god damn that is always how it happens when i see it it is tough to be someone who considers themselves an advocate and an ally to women the lgbtq plus community all these different places or whatever and constantly see them talk about how black men don't support them but it's like you know that it's true on a grander scale it's just not necessarily true about you so you just eat it you know what i'm saying but like it's it's frustrating to see that or whatever, right? It's but when you see the frequency that black women are targeted for violence and then are just left to deal with the remains of it, like it's not even just bad shit happens to black women. It's bad shit happens and no one gives a fuck or does anything about it. I get the energy, bro. It's like that's when you got to take a step back and be like, man, I understand because that girl Shanquilla Robinson. That shit's ridiculous. That girl was obviously murdered. Girl went to Mexico. And I'm going to just play out the story, honestly, uh, just in case you haven't really seen much about it. But she goes to Mexico. She's obviously murdered by one of her quote unquote motherfucking friends. And let it not be for social media getting involved and making a big deal of it. I, I don't think anyone goes to jail for this, bro. The people had come back and they had... They were sending her body back to the United States on something like, here she go. It wasn't about to be no investigation. It wasn't about to be nothing. But I'm about to play out the uh, I'm about to play out the story. Shanquilla Robinson, a 25-year-old woman from North Carolina, died during a vacation to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. But the exact circumstances of her death remain a mystery, with the leading suspect in the reported homicide still on the run. We just waiting for someone to be arrested. Robinson, while on vacation with her former college classmates, was beaten. She was found dead in her hotel room while the people she traveled to Mexico with headed back to the U.S. An autopsy showed Robinson died of a severe neck injury. Well, they told us it was alcohol poison, and um, we... You know, question each one of them because we had heard different. We had got a call saying that they was over there fighting her. The video showing the fight has made the rounds on social media, though the second woman in the video has not been officially identified. Mexican prosecutors have said the suspect is an American and the charges are femicide. Femicide is the murder or killing of a woman or a girl on the basis of their gender identity. One way that we could think about this is like a hate crime. Mexican prosecutors said in a statement, Robinson's death was the result of a, quote, direct attack, not an accident. 
most women overall who are killed are actually killed by a person that they know, either an intimate partner, current or former, or a family member. And so gender becomes a really important concept when we think about the reasons why that women and girls are being killed. Mexican law enforcement has requested the suspect be extradited back across the border so she can face charges. That would require U.S. authorities to hand over an American citizen to a foreign government. She is going to have to be extradited to Mexico. I do see that happening. Deborah Blum is a criminal defense attorney in New York. Blum says while she expects the extradition to happen, it could be a process to get it done. They're going to have to have their day in court where the person that's accused of this gets to say, I don't agree to extradition. And then they get to have a judicial hearing in front of the judge. The FBI has also opened an investigation into Robinson's death. <coughs> Jamal Andrus, <coughs> News. Yeah. So that's that. That is what's going on with that bullshit. I think one of the first things that I saw around this was kind of centered around people not really being your friends. And I can't imagine even having that much hostility for somebody that I would, they beat that girl to death in a hotel room or what was supposed to be a vacation. They was all on together and then framed it. Like they called a doctor out there and said that it was alcohol poisoning. And like, I don't know if they paid the doctor or what, cause then the doctor leaves and then she dies. I don't know if they start beating on her some more after the doctor left, but you, you ever think about how it's more personal to like stab someone than it is to shoot them. You know what I'm saying? Like the more, the more, the further away you can get from someone while whatever you do kills them, it's like you were a little less hands off. But to beat someone to death, it's like what hate did you have in you for this person? And did you plan it? Was that the whole reason why you went? Is it because I'm I'm looking at it almost like is this premeditated? And it also absolutely not to put no blame on the girl who got who got killed but what did y'all already have beef did she know like was what was going on between y'all i don't know man it just makes you it just, it makes it it makes your mind just swirl because you just for me anyway i just i just want to know how do we get here you know what i'm saying it's not so much about trying to like find an excuse for or make a re it's just how did we get to this place where we in Mexico are supposed to be close enough to be on a trip together and you killing me like you beating me to death. That's just, I just can't even. And then the, the her, her friends, quote unquote, went back to America and was trying to get interviews, trying to get paid to do interviews about it. I. I can't even imagine being a part of something like that and then thinking, how can I profit off of even more? Like, these are some sick-ass motherfuckers, bro. Like, I can't even think about that no other kind of way. Who, what kind of evil resides in you that that's the type of shit you want and then you do it with, with such a lack of remorse that then you try and profit off of it on the back end? 
Like, oh yeah, we got away with that shit. I I can't. The fact that the United States had put no pressure on Mexico, Mexican authorities had no interest in prosecuting. There was nothing going on with this until Twitter decided, and shit, if Elon Musk fucked Twitter up, nigga, how are we going to have justice for black women if Twitter can't get it? Because that's about the only place. If you a black woman, all you can hope is that you can be a hashtag and maybe somebody will give a fuck. Like, that shit is wild. Twitter had to put pressure on the American government, basically. To and, and, and I be on here all the time talking about how by and large, people don't understand the way a lot of these things go down and we can't really blame blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. I, I just, I be trying to make cases for how some things aren't within the control of the government. I be trying to make a case for the fact that the United States can't just go get Brittany Griner because they can't, Right. But you're fighting against the logic that the United States government doesn't care about black women. And it's hard to fight against a truth with a different truth because they're just not talking about, okay, I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles. For example, with the Britney Griner thing, right? The premise by the people who are like the United States isn't getting Britney Griner because they don't give a fuck is the United States doesn't give a fuck about black women, which is not an incorrect premise. It's just not the case in the Britney Griner situation. This situation, that's what that is. The United States wasn't worried about how this American citizen died abroad in any way until it was brought, until it became national headlines. Then the Mexican authorities got, got involved and then they issued an arrest warrant for the girl who did the shit. And then to be able to immediately, so you already know who did it. And it's a video. And we ain't even talked about the video. And I kind of seen the video a little bit, y'all, but I, I really don't watch it like that. I don't watch acts against black people. I don't watch violence against black people if I don't have to, to be honest with you. Not if it's real. I'm not interested. It doesn't do it for me no more. The only time, for some reason, that I don't mind violence with black people is when it occurs inside of a fast food establishment or a Waffle House. Niggas fighting in a Waffle House, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. I'm with it. I'm like, world star. Any other place? I'm above it. I'm above it. I'm not not one of these coons out here just berating my people, you know? <laughs> but no, for real. Uh, that whole shit is crazy, man. And I hope they put that bitch under the jail. And I'm, I don't know, man. I'm all for prison as a place where people should be rehabilitated and then put back into society. I don't believe in throwing people away. But it's some people, like I said, man, that they display evil within them that, man, I don't know. And I guess that's what makes it all complicated because where do you draw the line, right? Where do you draw the line? Because I don't know. But I do know that uh, I'm not uh, not fucking with that. Hmm. I just don't 
somebody like that, they don't get nothing from me. <laughs> like nothing. Hmm. I can't even play the sound, y'all. Because it's so fucked up. It's not even... It's not even... And I started thinking to myself, man, what did he do to make them niggas that mad? I know, I know. Poor taste. Poor taste. Oh, poor taste. I had to go. Um. Anyway, <laughs> y'all, on to another story because... That shit is trash. Um, we still talking about motherfucking Kanye, y'all. It's been a lot going on with Kanye. Um, I have been on record saying that I am fully on board with the Kanye's having a full on breakdown in front of our eyes, and I have I have also went so far as to say that. I believe that it is to the point where I do not feel like it is unreasonable to fear for Kanye's personal safety in regards to his willingness to harm himself. That is, I I 100% believe that. But with all of this shit that's been going on, it's been a lot of instances of people who are saying that this shit that Kanye be saying about Jewish people is not new. And I also am on record saying that I think that a lot of the reason why we're seeing more and hearing more from Kanye is because he is no longer associated with the Kardashians and therefore there is no one around him to protect his brand. And I think that we may have had it mistaken a a little bit. And I'm not saying that the Kardashians didn't use Kanye, his wealth, his platform to benefit personally. But I think that the black community in particular I think a lot of us felt like the Kardashians are the reason why Kanye is the way he is. Like they not doing what they need to do for him. Seeing Kanye left to his own devices. I don't believe that like Kanye has a level of narcissism and egomania that I don't believe that there's a person around him who can make him do one thing or another when it comes to his mental health. Right. To like care for his mental health. I don't think anyone can make him do that because I don't believe he's really come to terms with the fact that that's that's necessary. So, for example, with Kim. I almost feel like that's kind of what prompted the divorce. Like now they got kids together, their kids are getting older and all these these outbursts are becoming more frequent. They becoming a little bit more intense. And you're not really seeking any help. And now it's not worth the benefit to me. And, and and listen, at no point am I in here caping for the fact that she was deeply in love with Kanye and always had his best interests at heart. I'm just saying from a practical perspective, it's no longer beneficial to my brand or for me to associate myself with you in this way because you're too volatile and there's no telling what you'll do or say. And if you take yourself while I'm still associated with you, then you take us both. Now Kim looks like a victim. She really got out. She hit ejecto seat because at the right time. Because she really got off on all this shit completely unscathed. She's over here going to law school, social justice warrior who, who made a sex tape with Ray J a long time ago. And he's crazy ass Kanye who out here talking about DEFCON 3 to Jews and Hitler's great. 
the people who Kanye been surrounding himself with now, to me, I, I don't know if I can all the way pin it on the like how 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 much of a person's actions do you pin on mental health versus what you put on who they are? Like, okay, you having a mental health episode, but now all your homies is white supremacists and Nazis and shit. You hanging out with fucking Nick Fuentes and uh, this nigga Milo Yamanaba Lakalis or some shit like that. I ain't even looking up. Another white supremacist. You, you pulling up, you got Trump in trouble. Trump over here getting flamed up because he having dinner with you and a white supremacist. And... It's crazy because I feel as though you're starting to watch the transition of Kanye moving into being like the Alex Joneses of the world. Like, because that's the thing that happened after Kanye had that meeting with Trump. People started to say Trump was out of pocket for having a meeting with Kanye because they were saying he shouldn't have had the meeting with the white nationalists and then other or with the whites and the Nazi or whatever the fuck he is. Um, And... Motherfuckers were saying Trump shouldn't have had the dinner with Kanye to begin with. Because Kanye has now, now his brand is anti-Semite, which is wild. And the in this episode, if you're looking, it's called Attaching Yourself to an Asshole. Because that's what I have watched a bunch of y'all do. And I feel like any special interest group, gay people, black people, women, men, you gotta be weary of doing this shit. Standing on something that you know occurs to your group and putting it on to someone within your group and justifying their behavior without analyzing it just a little bit deeper. And what I mean by that is motherfuckers wanted to say they trying to kill Kanye because he's black. Oh, Kanye say something about the Jews and now they trying to take Kanye out. Kanye this, that, that. And it's like you trying to be like Kanye said this, but he meant that. Kanye said this, but he meant that. Ye said this, but he meant that. You know who that sounds a lot like? Trump supporters. Oh, I know Trump said this, but he meant that. Oh, well, you can't really take him at his word. What he really meant was that. And then if you can't make an excuse for it, it's like, well, I mean, he kind of has a point when you look at it this way. Da, 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 da. And when you attach yourself to an asshole who don't give a fuck about nobody but they self. You, you what you end up doing is holding on because you hoping eventually they vindicate you in the end but they just drag you farther and farther and farther and farther and farther along and it's just you just have to let go eventually you will be farther down a road of bullshit the longer you hold on they will never bring you back and that's kanye at this point that's yay at this point if y'all haven't heard yay's newest rantings my nigga i you know i had to have him pulled up let, let look it cannot be said enough that when Alex Jones is the voice of reason, Alex just had to just got ordered a billion dollar settlement because I lied about kids getting murdered at their elementary school. Jones is the voice of reason trying to say, you didn't really mean that, did you? Because like I just said, with these kinds, with these types, you just can't hit your listen. Well, I I see I I see, I love. Wait wait wait! I know I already started that, but 
first of all, I want you to be able to see it. And I want to play it from the very beginning. So my bad. All right. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not gonna tell me you can love um you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography but this guy that invented highways invented the very microphone that i use as a musician you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good and i'm done with that i'm done with the classifications every human being has something of value that they brought to the table especially hitler you're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that. You could tell me that he doing all of this for attention. You could tell me any of this other shit, but it's, it's all of it. You can't tell me that someone who is well would do or say these things, but you also, you, what? Like you, you literally at a point now where just because you have mental health issues, like if you don't take care of yourself and you have a platform this big and you still out here saying all this dumb shit, it doesn't make you any less of an asshole. It doesn't make you any less wrong. It doesn't make you any less anything. And what's worse to me is that Kanye says something stupid and there's still, I know because I watched the Trump thing. So I know that it's happening in the same way as motherfuckers who will not let go because they rode with them this far. So now you're going to have niggas out here saying ignorant shit like Hitler invented the microphone and streetlights or whatever the fuck this nigga said, which he didn't, highways or some shit. He didn't. That's not true. It's just not accurate. It's not, it's not accurate. It's not an accurate statement. I don't even know where the fuck he got the shit from. But then he does some shit like everything he says. The, the other clip from the Alex Jones shit is back to the, I know that he's clearly deep within a mental collapse he has to be because i'm gonna just show y'all i'm gonna just show you this the other clip i was tired of picking up the yahoo and the netting so for now he's just netting i know some people call him bb no, so you call him Yahoo, but we're gonna call him Nettin. What you want, Nettin? Hey, yay, right after this, I'm gonna say you're crazy. I'm gonna take your, your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause free thought. We have to control the history books, we have to control the banks, and we have to go and kill people. Also, we're in the pedophilia. Ha, ha, ha. So. And in a little while, hopefully they're going to take the mask off. Because this, is this actually gay here? Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say I think we may be at a point where we're watching more than just an anti-Semite. I think that's, a, I think, and I think this is this nigga in me, bro, because we so fucking forgiving and we always want to make excuses for people and find a reason why. Like, we don't like that. We don't have enough. 
That's what I, I've I've heard this argument made before that the reason black people are so unwilling to throw away people in our communities because we don't have enough people to throw away. We don't have enough Kanye's who have done the things musically and provided the things sonically to the culture that Kanye has. But God damn, bro. I just. I don't even know what to make of all of this anymore. It's it's exploitative at this point. I feel like anyone who's platforming Kanye is just exploiting them at this at this point. I don't think it's a coincidence that all of these people now are right wing white people because they have no problem exploiting a black man, <clears throat> Herschel Walker. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just for what they can get in any kind of social capital or even just exposure. So watching him be exploited by first Candace Owens, who introduces him to the lineup of white supremacists who would love a nigga to, st- to stand up with and be like, well, look, this nigger says that. So it's obvious that he's being used, but he's just such a willing, willing participant. And then also you're watching him be quote unquote used by people who would probably like him to shut the fuck up. There's a lot of times where Kanye is quote unquote being used by these people. And I'm not even saying, I'm going to stop saying quote unquote, he is being used by these people. He's being used by them. But then he says something too far. And they're like, yo, 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 chill. That's like the thing with Kanye and Trump at the dinner. Kanye pull up on Trump. Trump like, what's good? He like, first of all, fuck the, first of all, fuck the Jews and the rabbi they claim. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You want to be my vice president? You know what I'm saying? Like, like he just, it's just, you can't control them. So you can't use them, but they try. They get whatever they can off of them. But anyway, that's all I got for the Kanye shit, man. I don't, I don't even know that there's any more intellectual conversation to be had about it. I just think that it's sad. I think that everything that we've seen at this point is exploitation and yeah. I hate it. Um. White Florida quarterback loses scholarship for using N-word on social media. It looks like Florida quarterback Marcus Stokes will be searches. Wow. I mean, I can see why Marcus Stokes thought he could say nigga. Just getting into them. That's a nigga ass name. I didn't know that the quarterback who got kicked off team for saying nigga was going to be anyway. Marcus Stokes, a white man. Anyway. It looks like Florida quarterback Marcus Stokes will be searching for a new college to attend next school year. Sunday, the Nice High School student lost his athletic scholarship offer after a video surfaced on social media of the white teen using a racial slur. According to CBS Sports, Stokes committed to the University of Florida in July. However, after a video of the athlete saying, welcome back, nigga, was uploaded uh, on Friday, the school quickly withdrew its offer. The student athlete shared an apology on Twitter, adding that he fully respects the school's decision not to have him as a member of the community moving forward. I was in my car listening to rap music, rapping along to the words, and posted a video of it on social media, Stokes began. 
I deeply apologize for the words in that song that I chose to say. It was hurtful and offensive to many people, and I regret that. I fully accept the consequences of my actions, and I respect the University of Florida's decision to withdraw my scholarship offer to play football. My intention was never to hurt anybody, and I recognize that even when I'm going along with the song, my words still carry a lot of weight. <laughs> I will strive to be better to become the best version of myself, both on and off the field. I know that learning from my mistakes is an important first step, he concluded. It is a word that evokes many emotions in people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me, I'm part West African. I can say nigger anytime I want. <laughs> no bro that's <laughs> that's what he could have said but my nigga really came with an apology and i'm not gonna lie after read my man's apology he's absolutely gonna get put on another school i'm not gonna lie because whether or not he means this this is how you apologize for fucking up unequivocally you just man i fucked up i'm sorry i should have said it he did do that thing in the middle where he's like, even though I was just going along with the song, because I mean, y'all say it. <laughs> he just came out with the swift apology. He didn't try and make it like, oh, they trying to cancel me, da da da, da because that's that's the vibe that it's gonna be other motherfuckers who have stuff like this happen, and that's gonna be their vibe. Y'all want to see him say it? I know y'all want to see him say it. Hold on. Oh, come on, man. I'm trying to pull it up for y'all. I want y'all to be able to see Marcus Stokes in his bag. <laughs> it's funny because they clip it so much. I really want to see the full clip. And I couldn't find it before I got on here because it's like the very, like, it's just him saying it. But he does say the nigga part with a tremendous amount of enthusiasm. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up on the screen so y'all can see it too. That's a nigga who says nigga all the time. That's all I'm saying. That's a white boy who says nigga a lot. Um, apparently he was a four-star athlete though, so he's gonna he's definitely gonna get he's gonna be quarterbacking somewhere else pretty soon. Um, as far as the university pulling a scholarship, I'm glad they pulled a scholarship, and I'm glad they just did it immediately because if. Basically, the reason why is because they treat those scholarships like gold when it comes to anybody else. And they basically, it, it sucks. I know it has to suck to be white and have been held to one standard of accountability for this entire process. And the reality is they're never going to give niggas any grace. So the alternative is that y'all got to start getting treated like us in some of these situations. And he could have really just said to me, no cap. He could have just been like, man, I was tripping. I shouldn't have said that shit. I was rapping. I was rapping along the song. I got over. I got excited. You know what I'm saying? I should have never did that shit. It won't happen again. 
I don't necessarily think he should have lost a scholarship. He should still be able to go to school there. But ask me how many fucks I give that he did. Zero. None. And I actually kind of like the fact that they took it because they like, no, nah, you can't do that. Sorry. That way other motherfuckers have realized don't do shit like that because you don't know who gives a fuck. And that's the biggest thing. I've never been one of those people who really gave a fuck about white people saying nigger around me. I don't like it. But I mean, what I take it more as is of a sign that you don't really fuck with me like that. Not even because you saying this out of hatred, but because, you know, I'd rather you not say this, but it's more important to you to do what you want to do than to respect my boundaries. And that's cool. I don't have to beat your ass about that. But I know you don't fuck with me and I'll never be able to deeply fuck with you. And that's how I feel about white people who say nigga. That's where I'm at with it. Anyway. White teacher in Texas fired after telling students his race is the superior one. (laughs) A middle school teacher in Pflugerville, Texas, it's like outside of Austin, uh, has been fired. District officials said Monday after video was posted to social media showing the white teacher tell his students his race is the superior one. Last Friday, November 11th, Pflugerville ISD officials were made aware of an inappropriate conversation a teacher at Bowles Middle School had with students during an advisory class. Pflugerville Independent School District Superintendent Douglas Killian wrote the statement as of Monday morning, the teacher in question is no longer employed by Pflugerville ISD and we are actively seeking a replacement. Now, not them niggas put the, <laughs> they ain't have to put the job application in the, in the article. Um, the, this article goes on to describe the video. I'm just going to play y'all the video um, because it's really fucking crazy. And, and the, what I'm playing you is a minute clip of the video. The video is absolutely longer than this. Oh, hold on. I almost didn't play the, I almost didn't switch all over. Let me get your screen right. <laughs> Boom. All right. Deep down in my heart, I'm ethnocentric, which means I think my race is the superior one. Oh, I didn't say No, let me finish. I think everybody thinks that they're just not honest about it. Hey, I'm not racist, though. I like all types of kinds. Did I say I don't like people? People only you think that. So you said you are what? You are racist? You're saying you're like, you're I racist? I think everybody's a racist at at that level. No, you he said, you should have more respect for me. I already seen this video, but I, I didn't actually catch that part. My nigga said, you should have more respect for me because I kept it a buck with you. The rest of these crackers is acting like they fuck with your black ass, but me, fuck them. Niggas, fuck them. Mexicans, fuck them. Asians, fuck them. The Jews, fuck them. That's, that's, that's how these teachers be, bro. What? What? The only reason why this got out, I'm not gonna say the only reason why this got out. One of those kids, his dad is a producer. I think his Southside, uh, Southside son was in that class and got it to his dad. His dad is kind of famous, got to the news, blah, 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 blah. Once it hits the news, what's wild is it didn't hit the school's attention until it got to the news. Interesting. And then they fired him. And, you know, they got to do their little investigation. I do wish they would quit playing with that. I feel like some of these investigations, I feel the same way I feel about instant replays in um in sports. 
where a motherfucker like knock a motherfucker head off and they're like we gotta go to the replay booth and see if this is a flagrant two and they watch they watch them club this nigga over the head 15 times and they're like mm, and they watch it 17 more times like mm, yeah flagrant two i think so that's how i feel about some of these investigations you got a teacher on camera telling a class full of black kids that i'm white and I believe that my race is the superior one to all races. He got to get the fuck up out of there. It ain't nothing to investigate. This you, that's the investigation. I'm going to pull up the video. I'm going to bring this nigga to my office. I'm going to be like, hey, fam, this you? He going to be like, yeah, that's me. You know what I'm saying? He out of there. He going to be like, no, that's me. And I'll be like, look, R. Kelly, this you in this video. You up out of here, bro. I don't give a fuck what you on. You got to go, bro. Immediately, swiftly got to get fired up out of there. It's it's shitty that them kids had to go through that, though, because motherfuckers don't realize that the things that happen to you when you're young literally, f- like, frame how you see the world around you for the rest of your life. And having to deal with this bitch-ass nigga in whatever way, like, even though it may not seem like that to some people, in my opinion, I think that that's something that kids shouldn't have to go through, and I think there's something that, in a way, is going to fuck them up a little bit. Like, not... Not like they're going to be unable to operate in the world because they experienced this, but more so in the sense of they're going to be more apprehensive about whenever they see white people do things, they're going to be more likely to be like, <laughs> they racist. I had a teacher who whole last told us that he was a white supremacist. And like, you know, you hear black people say shit like things that I feel like are a bit to empower us that may come off to other people like, we think that black people are better than other people or we superior to this or whatever, but that's just motherfuckers trying to take back some power in a world where they feel powerless, bro. At the end of the day, we all had the same capability as humans and all this other shit or whatever. Like it's just to have somebody like that who is over your children is wild. And it made me look up another, when I was looking this up, I seen another article. And I wanted to read it because it's so real because I think about my own education and it's just things that I never really realized, but this is so prevalent in the education system. It's like, this isn't a one-off is my point. This just that it, it seems, uh, it never seems to be a good time to talk about teachers racism. Uh, how long is this before I read this to y'all? Mm. I'm not going to read this to y'all. It's super fucking long. It's not written in the form that I was hoping it was going to be written in. Man, fuck it. We reading it. Miss Connell, Miss Connell, uh, Makani was doing all he could to get his teacher's attention. Is this the same like uh, what Colin Kaepernick is doing? Miss Connell, a middle-aged white teacher, was teaching her fifth grade public school school public school students all about Rosa Parks and the civil rights movement in the fall of 2017. Her classroom, like the rest of the school, served predominantly poor Black, Latino, Asian, and immigrant students. Ms. Connell was visibly annoyed by McConaughey's question. Rosa Parks, she answered, while turning down her lips and furrowing her eyebrows, didn't disrespect our country. 
Makani shrugged his shoulders and the lesson continued on with Miss Connell turning to a discussion of the Ku Klux Klan, completely dismissing Makani's astute observation about the parallels between historical and contemporary acts of resistance. Teachers like Miss Connell have recently been targets of right wing attacks for teaching a curriculum on America's history of a racial oppression, colloquially referred to as critical race theory. Um, Many have come to these teachers' defense, pointing out the necessity of including basic American history in school curricula. In these debates, people from across the political spectrum tend to assume that white teachers who make up 79% of public school teaching force are comfortably, truthfully teaching about America's history and the present realities of racial oppression. However, my research reveals something different, a disturbing picture of what is actually happening. And I spent three years from 2017 to 2020 observing classrooms and talking with teachers and administrators in one of the largest metropolitan school districts in our country. Like most of the large U.S. public school districts, the schools within one, uh, the schools within this one serve primarily racially minority students. As an ethnographer, I set out with no specific research questions when I embarked on my project, other than the interest of following a cohort of students as they moved from fourth to sixth grade, building on my earlier work. This is why I didn't want to read it, because I knew that this article, which is going to have some good information in it, is a long ass story about the writer. I don't I don't care about you. This is about you. Ain't nobody here to see you, Otis. God damn. I'm going to finish reading it because I already fucking started. But if y'all hit fucking fast forward on this shit, nigga, I will understand. I believe there's going to be some super good information in this article. You know what I'm saying? And it don't. it's not that fucking long, but... It's long. It's probably about a six minute read, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because I was an AR star. I was at all the pizza parties. Um, anyway, um, building on my earlier work that focused on high school students as they transition to college, I was interested in learning about the experiences of marginalized students early in their academic trajectory. What I discovered was rampant racism, cruelty, and indifference from teachers working inside public schools. Most of the teachers I observed were not, in fact, teaching about America's racist history, but instead were perpetuating everyday racial violence against their students inside the classroom. While the idea is not prominent in public discourse, I am not alone in finding teacher racism to be an everyday presence in the American classroom. One recent study, for example, found that teachers hold as much implicit and explicit pro-white racial bias as non-teachers do obviously being a teacher wouldn't stop you from being a racist education scholar uh michael dumas has written about teacher racism and black suffering inside a classroom showing that these attitudes have concrete outcomes and uh, students themselves know this social media is replete with students talking about teacher racism as they have often taken to the streets to protest it the curriculum I witnessed in action at the elementary and middle schools I studied was certainly multicultural as it is in many urban school districts. Teachers lectured extensively about the civil rights movement and students read books about black families such as the Watsons go to Birmingham to learn about it. Teachers also received extensive anti-racist and cultural sensitivity training through the district within the schools. But what I observed in the classrooms didn't reflect any of that. Just as Ms. Connell readily divorced the past from the present, another white teacher, Ms. Trevor, minimized racial oppression by suggesting it was similar to discrimination based on height. The effects of segregation, she explained in this way, it's like if we don't allow short people to teach. I sat quietly next to students waiting to see where she was going with this example. When she continued, it's like if the principal asked me to go get a master's degree to be able to teach, that's fine because that's something we can do. But if you're prohibited for teaching for being short, you can't do anything. 
You can't discriminate against people based on things they can't change. As all of these nine and 10 year old black and brown kids started to bring examples of various types of discriminated against categories such as height, weight, age, I sat there documenting how Ms. Trevor's lesson about civil rights movement and segregation ended up having absolutely nothing to do with the matter at hand, racism. Uh, it had been well documented that the children of color learn about race and racism early. It has been well documented that children of color learn about race and racism early. The children in Ms. McConnell and Ms. Trevor's classes had their own takes on Colin Kaepernick's protest method, the police killings of black people, Donald Trump and border politics. So their teachers' reluctance to teach truthfully about racial oppression and anti-blackness in America only worked to diminish their own experience of racism in this country. For example, McConney, whose observation regarding the connection between Colin Kaepernick and Rosa Parks was dismissed by Ms. Connell, later argued with his friends that perhaps they should not buy Nike because Kaepernick didn't respect the anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance. The argument, a conversation, sorry, a conversation I had with fourth grade teachers during lunch revealed to me how teachers were interpreting their own race education and how many teachers represented centering the histories and realities of black and brown students. These feelings of resentment likely shaped how they approach lessons inside the classroom. Miss Smack, a young white teacher who always had a smile on her face and a blonde hair tied in a loose ponytail, complained to me that her fourth grade colleagues uh, and her fourth grade colleagues one day over lunch. I didn't sleep at all last night. I was so mad. Dan and her boyfriend, Dan, came home and I was like wide awake. He was like, what can I do, babe? We all sat there intently listening. I thought she was going to tell us about an argument over housework or money, but I was wrong. Well, Miss Max said, I told him, uh, uh, I told him he could fire my university teacher. Wondering, uh, what her professor did, I asked what happened. According to Miss Mack, Professor Gomez, a woman of color who was the instructor of a multicultural graduate seminar at the College of Education that Miss Mack was taking at a local university, didn't understand or care about white people. Miss Max shared with us one of her classmates was shot down in class after asking professional, uh, Professor Gomez why there wasn't a white history month. The professor explained that 11 months of the year are white history months. When Gomez underlined to her class educators the importance of correctly pronouncing their student's name, Miss Mack interjected, explaining that her first name, Andrea, was uh, always mispronounced, so she understood what mispronunciation felt like. But Professor Gomez highlighted that the experiences of students of color cannot always be equated to those of white people. It just makes me so mad. Ms. Max shared, I can't sleep at night. That's crazy to me. It's not crazy to me that that happened, but like just these specific examples are wild. I know that this is a long ass article and I kind of peeped it when I started reading it. I'm, I'm glad I did though overall because it does speak to a culture that I'm talking about where you think about how many teachers are white women and you think about the spaces that white women exist in, in particular, when you speak about um, what they like, like political, like their political ideologies and like the things that they're taught when it involves race and the guilt that they feel around it and just mentalities like that. The fact that a woman named Andrea, which she, I, I know what she's saying. Maybe her name's Andrea or maybe it's Andrea or maybe it's Andrea. And she's like, people say my name wrong all the time, but it's like, people have been saying, people say my name wrong in an aggressive way. Like they say my name wrong, I correct them and then they continue to say it wrong as though, well, your name shouldn't be so hard. And for someone to tell my teachers that, like I have felt the the end 
of a teacher who heard that from someone and dismissed it versus one who heard that from someone and took it in because I've had plenty of teachers make it a point to say my name correctly. And I've always appreciated it. And the ones who don't, it's always made me feel away. Like, no, it's not the end of the world. No, I'm not going to be unable to learn in this class because you don't say my name right. But I'm not going to be able to relate to you and uh, level with you in the same way because I don't actually feel like that's something that you give me, you know? Um. Anyway, uh, the resentment didn't end here. Again and again, across 15 different classrooms and multiple special courses, such as computers, music, physical education, over three years, I witnessed the cruelty and indifference to which white teachers treated students of color. When one black boy gave a gentle hug to his white fourth grade teacher before leaving lunch, she spoke loudly, oh my God, don't touch me. Rubbing her fingers up and down the arm, he had hugged. You touch too much, Michael. As Michael walked away within earshot, the teacher said to me, he touches too much, constantly hugging. Probably doesn't get love at home, but it's weird and scary sometimes. Michael lowered his eyes and sprinted out of the classroom. Bruh, even if you, even if as a teacher, you felt like that was the case and a child had issues with like physical touch and boundaries and stuff like that, being another adult to make a kid feel like shit, like you're just a piece of shit. That's all. No child should be treated like Michael, but no amount of academic stardom, uh, Spared black and brown students from cruelty, not even Nazili. Uh, a black girl from fourth grade whom teachers and friends referred to as a math genius. Calculations came easy to Nazili and her classmates envied her skills. However, that all changed after her baby sister's sudden death. Nazili wasn't interested in math anymore and her grades dropped as she grieved her sister. While grading one of her assignments in class, her white fourth grade teacher said to me, she really hasn't been doing well. I get it. Life can be hard. But it's grit we need. Not sure you've seen that TED Talk. No matter how much I teach, grit, teach, grit is key. This wasn't the only time I heard about grit in schools. Teachers underline how hard work and grit can make students, can get students anywhere they want. I, I can't even keep reading this. I just don't understand as a human being how you can like be listening to, yeah, you can know that a fourth grader's Young sister died suddenly, like her baby sister suddenly died. Her math scores go down, and you're like, Yeah, life can be hard, but she's got to get like, when Mariana's father was deported, she was asked to summon grit to continue doing her school schoolwork. While her classmates had posters all over with Spanish language text to make sure students felt seen. And the sense was that the school values their culture. As one teacher told me, teachers didn't shy away from using words like illegals and said nothing about the cruelty of the deportation and the borders. And talking about the necessity of grit and willpower in school and equating height discrimination to racial discrimination, teachers signaled to students that racial discrimination is a relic of the past. It is undeniable, we're almost done, y'all. It is undeniable that public school teachers in America are confronted daily with sincere issues, abysmally low pay, classrooms with inadequate resources and poor student-teacher ratios and hazardous working conditions are only some of the problems they face. While, But while some uh, of the constraints teachers face inside the classroom are serious, they should not preclude us from addressing teacher racism as a taboo topic. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't. I literally don't even want to read the rest of this. The whole point is just to like these motherfuckers are pieces of shit, and that's wild. Um, 
I wish I would have read that article before um, I went into it only because um, I wish I could have picked one that was just a little bit more like research based or whatever, not more anecdotal. But it still serves the purpose that that is just not a one off. The thing that that kids deal with, black kids in particular deal with, is not that's not surprising, bro. It didn't it's not something that only happens every once in a while. But I don't know. I don't like to leave the podcast on a sad note like this, y'all. I like to leave on a much more upbeat note. I like to leave you happy and bouncing around, feeling good and laughing at something. But man, that was that was weak. And uh we've already been at this for an hour. I work today. I've got to chop up this video and get these audios crunched up and together for you, whatever, and get them put on our brand new social media platform on Fanbase where you can find us. Um, I'm pretty sure it's FTS podcast on fan base let me look i'm telling y'all where to go on a site and i literally don't even know the information because that's that's how new we are with it you feel what i'm saying we are uh hold on thinking bio tool wait wait y'all wait it might only be Okay, boom, that app, log in, you know what I'm saying? Get my little information in there. Oh, hold on, these credentials don't match our records. I must have just hit something wrong. There we go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yep, FTS Network, I had to check. (laughs) Oh, fuck, we on fan base at FTS Network, y'all. Um, I fuck with y'all, bro. I'm gonna keep doing this shit, man. Season four coming soon. Y'all will see me again before the holidays is over, man. Uh, make sure y'all tap in. I love y'all as always. Peace. Yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire. My mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself. It's high tech, moving pieces all on the board. My nigga trying to see. Billion. My gift to gab on it. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth billion. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. Trying to see the salad with the croutons Laying the foes down like futons For the billion Yeah, man, you're not tuning in there Fuck this shit podcast And billions 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 and